Petty Hutch. Oh, wait. Are we doing oh. anything? Are we just talking to it? No, or? we're just talking. Yes. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> hey, how you guys doing? It's Medusa from Brothers Comic. <laughs> uh, the Marvel Hack Season 11, Episode 2. Um, if you are listening or watching on the YouTube stream version of this, you'll see us with a little bit of a fumble there. Uh, we are talking X-Men 1991 uh, last week. Did the opening issue with Jim Cla- uh, Jim Claremont, Jim Lee and Chris Claremont getting into issue number two tonight with that same team. And there's only one issue left with that whole group. And as you're looking at the book and before we get to the introductions, you'll see on the title, they got co uh, co headlines there as the writers of this particular book, which is probably the reason that one of them will be gone after the third issue <laughs> uh, on the line tonight. I have all the cast of the Marvel hacks on the line. It's the same man. Say what's happening. Uh-huh. We're recording. Uh-huh. Gotcha, nigga. Yeah, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, man. You keep your shirt out of frame, man. You're going to come on the Marvel Hacks with a, a, a shirt on that's not Marvel hacky. I'm just saying. Hey, 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 hey. It is what yeah. it is. We're Fine gonna, Walmart quality shirt here. We're going to put one yeah. of them black bars on there like if you had some titties. Uh, so you can't <laughs> see that shirt. I <laughs> saw on the line tonight. Uh, it's Brother Beavis. What's going on, man? Yeah, is this thing on? Uh, hello, technology? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> I was listening to one of our podcasts and brother Beavis, uh, we had to reshoot it over. We were, I was like three, two, one. And you made a, a nutted sound. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> like giggles for 10 seconds. Uh, everybody pressed stop. Uh, also on the line. Uh, it's big hotch, man. You got a cast of Marvel figures because it is the Marvel hacks uh, behind you there. That's all I got. But yeah, they're all the X-Men that I, I think I got. Yeah. Yeah, mm. what's what's the build? What's the build a figure there? That's a uh, apocalypse, I think. Okay. Oh, by no, sorry, it's a sentinel. It's a sentinel. Is, you have an angel figure on the back. I there. know. Believe me, I, I did not even <laughs> have son of a bitch. Otherwise, I'd throw him off. Not even archangel. I actually spent no. money on that piece of shit. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> oh, they, they got you. It. Yeah, they and, and Omega Red too. Well, that here oh, momentarily, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. yeah so tonight, uh, it's it's, yeah, it's issue two tonight. Uh, to recap from issue one, Magneto is back. We get the acolytes here. We get a comic book fight, comic book fight, pew, pew, pow, wow, bang. Um, and basically, they're really just setting up this three issue arc for Magneto here as he gets introduced back into the X books when they restarted these books. Um, yeah, I mean, that's basically where we are. There isn't any real setup for this other than the fact that um, with Magneto also being back, we also get a chance to get an introduction to more of the acolytes here, uh, like where people actually get name checked. And this book is just, as we have dubbed, rawr! it's just a bunch of fighting. Like it is it's a bunch of splash pages, a bunch of action shots, a bunch of people staring like they're about to do an action shot. It's just this whole thing. Do you remember reading this originally, Hutch? Like, or this is just your first time coming back to it in twenty? This, this is my first time seeing this thing in a good twenty years. I yeah. Would guess. Mm. Brother Beavis, you remember these times? Yeah, and this is the part where it's like now at this point, I think like the first part of the Gold series has come out. Which made this part like extra weird because yeah. it's like, well, I don't, I don't understand what's what's They're happening. Not speaking to each other, yeah, the books aren't. But I think we still got a couple more issues before they actually um, do the Voltron merge thing. 
like where they're you know, kind of all together. Um, they cameo at the end of this one. I yes, think. they do. Yeah, feature. I think is. The oh my bad. They feature. Yeah, there you go. Oh, so this issue is called Firestorm. Again, written by Chris Claremont and Jim Jim Leah. They are listed as co-plotters on this. The art is by Jim Lee. Uh, Scott Williamson, who winds up becoming Jim Lee's personal. I mean, he's probably the most famous anchor since Banky Edwards. Uh, <laughs> that he's just like ridiculous that he just follows Jim Lee around essentially at this point. I mean, I think he still inks all of his books, to be honest with you, um, yeah. or whatever books that he's drawing. So, I mean, yeah, he's just a super famous dude at this point. So, we're going to try to do the share screen here to go through the book with you if you're watching on the YouTube version. We'll see how this goes. Uh, let's see how it goes. Never been good. Let's try it. Oh, yeah, there we go. How about that? Look at that cover. Mm. What do y'all think of that cover, y'all? That's Ooh, a technology. Classic Lee cover. It's pretty grim. Yeah. Why is Xavier out here getting choked instead of some of these other X-Men? You yeah. like that shit? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Xavier probably like that. Uh, we open up with a big old splash page uh, with the... Uh, Magneto giving us basically the um, the recap of what happened in the first book about the acolytes coming. Literally, my note, my note says Magneto opens the book monologue and hush. That's what he does. Yeah, I didn't know he had red eyes. Definitely likes to do that for some reason. He like uh, coloring Magneto red. Maybe yeah, that's because eyeballs. he's supercharged by Cortez at this point. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh, he, well, he's, he's on some sort of stimulant now that we know Magneto is a junkie. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> we did establish that last week. Magneto has addictive Mike personality. Mike Tyson punch out or something. Yeah, yeah whatever. Um, <laughs> okay, so yeah, so the acolytes that um, attacked Earth while Magneto was sleeping, essentially, uh, they find Rogue, who had got knocked over to Genosha conveniently. And then they have a comic book fight with the X-Men and then Magneto finally shows up to, you know, to kind of shut it all down. And that's kind of where we picked up here where Magneto's like, you know, you're not going to punish my dudes. If anybody's going to punish them, it'll be me. And then we get this. It's I, what I'm now going to term as a classic Jim Lee shot where you have like people essentially staring at the camera, you know, <laughs> like a delivering dialogue, almost movie like in itself. You know, you know, Magneto's like, you know, hey, I'll punish these dudes. And Cyclops is a full dick. And I cannot read any of his dialogue, Brother Beavis, outside of the X-Men animated series voice. I can't do it. I was doing I did the same thing. Uh, <laughs> as I was looking at this, I was like, why should the master of man? Yeah, I was like, totally. You, know. <laughs> you should also point out that Beast has his mouth open again. Yes, he's snarling. Yes, yeah. it's snarling Beast. <laughs> keep a running count of it. Also now tonight, keep a running count of crotch and butt shots for Psylocke. Uh, mm. because there are a lot of them. Uh, I know we're keeping counts for a lot of different things here, but there are a lot of those as we get through this. But yeah, just that's to- a that's a great I mean that is a great shot though, a great oh yeah uh, portrait drawing. I mean if I was get that'd be a perfect t shirt, get rid of all that dialogue. Yeah, he can draw his ass off. Get rid of that oh, no, dialogue. It's funny. I, I think that was Jim Lee's sentiment as he was constructing. <laughs> 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 These books would be great if we didn't have to write them. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we come back in full fight mode here. Uh, yeah, Cyclops and Beast still kind of holding grudges here with this whole thing. Um, and then uh, my note here says Rogue keeps appealing to Magneto for them some of that Savage Land D. 
Um, like it just keeps coming up, man. She's like, "Come on, man, don't do this." And he's it's like, over. "Bitch, I already smashed. Leave me alone. Like, we're just over." <laughs> like, this, this, girl, that was in the past. Like, leave me alone. Um, and so you know, we're thinking right there, we got to get another fight, and of course we do, as it's full comic book style. And Magneto's, you know. And Genosha tries to defend itself, and I, <laughs> my my note says, "Uh, Genosha got that reconstruction defense, like post Civil War defense. Man, they like took all their weapons and did everything to them that they can't barely defend themselves. Uh, you know, trying to attack him with some stuff, and it just doesn't work. You know, those stories with Genosha always seem like it would be a like a good." jumping off point for a movie like i'm kind of surprised it never made it into one of those sorry x-men movies over time hutch but you know it, it, it seems like genosha would be rich for that kind of thing i i don't uh what is what is genosha i mean it's it's just like a little island somewhere or it just exists it's like six million mutants on it or something eight, eight million whatever the hell it was and uh, all it's, got killed but uh it, it's it's a like little. this little mythical place that you know where you need to go to get away from normals, mm. <laughs> and you know, and <laughs> Wolverine is a a bartender there, and he doles out missions and uh, what? Mm. Okay, sure. I think you're, the original, no, you're thinking of Madripoor. Madripoor. Oh, that yeah. place. Yeah, yeah. Like, whatever, man. That's when you. That's when you was patched and like yeah, and I'm you couldn't still recognize think they were ready to fully delve into the slavery uh, story. Yeah, line. yeah, they oh. couldn't go all the way. Well, I think it, the, I think the modern day version of this was supposed to be South Africa under apartheid. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I always thought, and yeah. the parallels were from from that, but they couldn't go all the way there. Um, but yeah, so Magneto's like, all right, oh, I'm going to take care of these dudes. We just get this, you know, this kind of fight here and there. All right. So there's one shot there of Psylocke's butt. Uh, and then when you get to the next panel, there's another one before she meets Cortez and he sexually assaults her with his powers. Yes. Uh, oh, <laughs> it's true. Like, I mean, and that's what I think is too. When I sent this out to y'all, what are Fabian Cortez's actual powers? I know in the cartoon, you know, he was supposed to be some sort of healer. But it seems like in this book and then in books later, I read that his powers seem kind of nebulous here. They're kind of moving around. So what does the Marvel group power survey say for the powers for Fabian Cortez? So I think he, he has the ability to amplify mutant powers. And right. so okay. in this case with Psylocke, he amplifies her telep- her telepathy to the point where she can't control it. She can't shut out the rest of the world. Okay. So for Magneto... He overpowers or he supercharges Mag- as Magneto's powers are weakening. He keeps supercharging him to the point where it um, then it, it ends up like draining his physical power. Mm. Whatever. I, mean, I guess. Because comics. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> but I don't know what like his glowing punch is um, mm. and the fact yeah. that he can like outfight a ninja. Yeah. I, it seems yeah. like a stretch. Yeah, it's not good. Um, yeah, so he, he kisses her and amplifies her powers, which sends her off into uh, a crotch shot um, there where, you know, 
there's another one. Uh, and then it, it kind of bleeds into this other scene with the, I don't know, what is it the National Security Council, the whatever between this, uh, China's there. This is still the Soviet Union. That's how old this shit is. The Soviet <laughs> Union is there. Um, if you look at Nick Fury's outfit, if that don't tell you that 90s comics are on Jesus, look at, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, pretty strong. Yeah, Nick Fury, first proud boy, I think he was. Uh, <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, so I mean, just a, a hot mess. And so basically, Russia's or the Soviet Union, excuse me, is like, hey, we don't want to, um, you know, this is some crap, he's about to kill us. And we need to ignite these, you know, these Magneto protocols, which, you know, they start to deal, you know, tell you about a little bit, a bit at a time. But they want to go to the next level like this. The United States is, you know, we're on DEFCON 1 now. I mean, you know, Nick Fury is just kind of this intermediary between the two groups or whatever, all the groups. And then we get Val Cooper, who. I, you know, again, she played such a, a vital role in like the Freedom Force days, but then she's back here. But I'm not really sure what her role is in this. Anybody know what Val Cooper is doing at this point in time, other than standing there? My guess would be she's still in a similar role, but she doesn't have a, the pull because of everything else has gone so poorly prior to this point. Yeah. Mm. The Genosians are pissed because they can't defend themselves. You know, we used to use slaves to fight. Bullshit. So yeah, it's that, and so they they um, they want to go to the next level in the Magneto Protocols. So then we get back to the fight the fight on Genosha, and there's that shot. Where, there's another butt shot for Psylocke, by the way. Um, and then I, I didn't understand why the Genosian touch were beating the shit out of Psylocke. She can't keep them out of their head, but like they're just mad because the their island got attacked again. Like they were like, "Hey, we're all about that peace until y'all attack our island." I she was the easiest one to beat up, or I don't know. <laughs> I think this is another case where Fabian Cortez's power has has overcharged her to the point where she's amplifying all their already negative reactions. Oh, okay. Mm. Good to know. Sounds good. It's like you guys have never read comics before. You can't fill in the blanks. <laughs> the missing narrative there's a, there's here. There's a lot of. I am seeking no explanation. Right there, there's a there. There's a lot of uh, implied there. I guess. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Um. Beast makes the hot tag save wrestling reference. Fuck Hulk Hogan. And um, you know, they get her. You know, he gets her out of there, or you know, at, re- at least rescues her. And again, I can't read his dialogue. Also, not in the voice of Beast from X Men and the animated series. That gentleman, although in your collective case, are child <laughs> murder. I'm like, oh my god, Very strong Beast. Uh, yeah, impression. thank you. Yeah, we try. All right, so yeah, we get to that point. And then, you know, we get, again, this is just the full comic book battle saying, man, like, I mean, there's it's been pages of pages of just people fighting one another. And then y'all, y'all's all favorite mutant gambit gets to drop on Fabian Cortez. He's like, man, I can beat up ninjas. I can sexually assault people and have their powers and I get beat with a stick. <laughs> <laughs> I did look, I did laugh out loud when he cracked his ass on the head with that damn stick. Cause he just standing there kind of mocking beast and he's like, you know, get your ass. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty bad. He cracks it in the head. And then Magneto appears and fucks up everything, but still, yeah. Yeah, funny moment. <laughs> enough, essentially. He's like, you know, enough of this already. And he's, you know, he wraps up Wolverine and Cyclops with some metal types of stuff. Oh, and I don't know what he does with the other ones. Drops them down to the floor. I, it, it, you know, it's just that. And so we shift. I've gotten to the point now where I like to read all of Claremont's uh, plot boxes, like, aloud. 
half a world away in the suburban <laughs> New York City mansion that houses Professor Charles Xavier's school for the gifted youngsters and serves as oh, the X Men's secret headquarters. It's like Jesus yo, Christ, that was a lot, bro. Um, all right, and so this is where the book. It doesn't get as bad as it's, it's coming though. Like the art starts to get real goofy. One, these outfits that they're wearing. <laughs> they look like they're about to start wrestling or, uh, I, I mean, you got, I mean, you I don't got, know what that is. That's, that's some. Well, mm. so, so remember, this was after you, you got to connect the dots, right? They had reinstituted, reinstituted the yellow and blue uniforms. Uh, and they went like I think I can't remember if Forge generated, but when they had, I think it might have been when they had a sorry team. They reinstituted the uniforms. They have like body armor, uh, like location traces. They have like all this technology. So number one, these the, their support crew is still decked out in these. Ex- no, nobody's told them they're not on the team yet. So they just keep showing up in their uniform. <laughs> they're on a team. The they're on a. Uh, it rhymes with May team. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but they and again, they when everyone else was missing, you remember the team was Banshee and Forge were the headliners. So strong guy. Said, yeah, no, he well, he was he was only an ancillary character still. He's you know, he's had oh. made his shift X Factor. Yeah, this, I would say like if you going. didn't know better and you look at this picture, you might think Forge was actually pretty decent. He looks like he's ready to yeah. go. He, yeah. he looks like a professional wrestler. Yeah, can he that can he carry any more shit? Jesus yeah. Christ, he got stuff on top of stuff on top of vests. And, right. yeah. I, I don't want to be culturally insensitive here, um, but like he's got all this shit on, but he definitely made to make sure he had his Native American boots on. I, I was like, about to mention that. Okay, yeah. like that, all the shit that you could have had on, he made to sure he had his that on. Hey, uh, sometimes so. technology can't improve on. You know, something, right? <laughs> yeah. he's got a he's got a good pair of boots. Yeah, yeah my knee high, yeah, my knee high moccasins. I can't fuck with those. Um, he's a so, fan of the Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, uh, it's just yeah, it, it's just a, a lot. And then we're gonna talk about Banshee here in a minute for a couple of reasons. Um, but yeah, this shot is really weird. There's a lot going on in this picture with dialogue and then background stuff. Like this is something mm-hmm. that Jim Lee isn't necessarily good at is backgrounds. Like that's not his forte uh, at all. Um, this, this is a very confusing shot with everything that's going on with all, uh, with all the dialogue. Uh, so yeah, so Banshee is there along with Forge. You know, they're setting up the mansion's defense system because obviously, you know, you're going to, he's going to come for us or whatever, you know, next because obviously, you know, why wouldn't he? And, um, you know, so they're setting up the mansion for that. Charles is like, yeah, this is terrible. Where's Moira? And he's like, oh, she went out to the beach house or whatever. And then, you know, Banshee, which is her man or whatever, is like, oh, I'll come with. And he's like, no. Like, no, I'm going. I'm like, hold up, man. How you going to tell me I can't go talk to my woman? For real, Charles? Oh, y'all hit mine first 10,000 years ago? You still smash? Hey, no, right? Again, yeah, which version of Moira is this? I was going to say, you know what? I mean, maybe this is the version where he's already in on the trick. He's already on the secret. He can't ruin it for Banshee. Yeah, exactly. Uh, May who knows? Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna guess they weren't they weren't actually plotting that at this point. No, probably not. Um, but yeah, it was just kind of weird. So I said we'd talk about Banshee a little bit here. Um, like okay, so in the early X Men books, when he's in his not this shitty uniform here, and before he loses his powers, it was actually one of my favorite characters. I thought his power was kind of cool, where he could essentially just scream at people and shit. Who wouldn't want to do that? And, you know, he loses his powers. He becomes like a fucking secret agent 007 Bond nigga 
for a, a, a little bit till his powers heals up. And then he just comes back and he's really just like a spot show dude at that point. He comes in, <laughs> has a couple of, fuck Hulk Hogan, and comes in, has a couple of moments, and then he's gone. And then, you know, and he just, I guess, established himself on Muir Island with Moira. He just doesn't really do anything. So I told y'all to pull his Marvel card to see, you know, what kind of, uh, you know, action he have if you were doing so you know how, what's his total yeah. hit points for uh for banshee he can't be over a hundred mine says 90 i got 90. 70 i'm looking at classic marvel forever this is the advanced i think oh okay, he must have leveled it's up still crappy you know as you were describing him i was like he's like the brad armstrong of yeah. <laughs> solid worker had a decent look uh, you know, his finisher was all right, but yeah. he couldn't talk. He yeah, never he got talk. a title. Like, maybe no Mike tag Shields. team title. But. Yeah. It, it burdened Hutch with this freaking, even if you can't hear it, this burden with this terrible accent in the damn books. It's like, I can't even understand what you're saying. I mean, honestly, was you, that, you were a fan of Banshee? I don't remember. He was all right. I think he he did what he had to do when he lost his powers. Yeah, uh, no, no tears. Yeah, I was I was more of a fan of Sunfire and Thunderbird, and it's probably just a case of since you got less of both of them, uh, yeah. like they made them more appealing. Like if they had stuck around as long as Banshee did, I might have hated both of them too. Mm. But. <clears throat> he all taught us how to say boyo. I mean, Boy. there was that. <laughs> did you guys see the gen? I'm sure you've seen it by now. The Generation X live action show where he was in it on Fox. Oh yeah. God, yeah, that was a long yeah. time ago. Yeah, yeah, I watched it. That was mm. not great. Oh, yeah, no. I, <laughs> I'm just thinking like he he got a live action feature like well before many other characters because yeah. of that show. Let the record show that Fox's handling of pretty much all X properties is shaky at best. Yeah. Um. I, mean, I, I think uh, you know. I agree. Yeah, a few. Yeah. I mean, a few just breakthroughs, a, but yeah. mostly, yeah, they were yeah. god awful. Yeah. You, yes, yeah. they were. You, you gotta. Um. I mean, even still, I mean, again, those X Men movies, they were kind of hit or miss, and then all the stuff that they've done on the side here recently. You know, they had that little show, what the gifted or whatever. Yeah. Um, like, are you going to give them credit for the stuff. animated series, though? Yeah, I mean, but is that mm. Fox? That's um, Fox animation. Is that Fox? Mm, we'll sure. give him that. Uh, don't, well, Hutching, I give him credit for it. That's but, right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got. I mean, you got to give him something. I hear you, Batman animated yeah. series. Toilet paper to wipe that shit. Oh, jeez. Anyway, boo that man. <laughs> boo, <laughs> boo you. <laughs> oh, so we get back into the uh, Genosha. We get this fight. Rogue still peeling on that Savage Land D, man. Like, come on, man. Seriously, why are you still doing this? He's like, bitch, go away. I changed my number. <laughs> I don't want to talk to you no more. Like, leave me alone. Like, I mean, she's literally not getting it at all. Uh, and then literally. In the, literally. And then in the, um, in the midst of that, uh, Psylocke gets the drop on Magneto and her amplified powers is able to use her psychic knife. Now, uh, we counted when she's going to say this through the series where she uses the totality of her powers or whatever. Like, she doesn't think it here, but she kind of says it. Does this one count? She goes, and my amplified powers made my psychic knife so strong. You know, th- do we give her credit for that one? No. No. Right, so she no. stays at one. That's I would like to point out, though, I mean, this is sort of still in the weird period where they're trying to 
remind us that she is still Betsy Braddock, the yeah. English lady, because their dialogue is like, your pet boy Fabian did his job too well, chum. That's not how ninjas <laughs> talk. Um, so I, I think that's another thing we lose here shortly when Claremont's off the, off the, uh, off the book is her, her, this whole concept of her as used to be Psylocke gets completely subsumed by, no, I think she's just a ninja. Um, and that whole part of her goes away. Yeah. I got a question, and what is, I mean, her power level, I mean, I think her normal psychic knife or whatever is, like, maybe remarkable. Oh, wow. Really? That's pretty poor. That's pretty terrible. That's true. I mean, it's, yeah. but who's got defenses against psychic power? Mm. So, uh, I mean, you usually can get through people. Yeah. I, I'm Amazing psionic weapon. Mm. Amazing? <laughs> Amazing. Wow, really? That's the classic. Amazing version. energy damage and must automatically check for stun by rolling their psyche rather than endurance. That's pretty mm-hmm. legit. Yeah, yeah I'll take it. That is yeah. legit. I wouldn't have not thought that. She has to make a fighting attack or uh she has to succeed on fighting and then But as but as Psylocke or, or as yeah, she should be a decent fighter. Remarkable. Remarkable. She can't get with yeah. Beast as a better fighter than her. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. She's got amazing fighting in the advanced version. Good of course she does. Yeah. That's everybody crazy. gets like, those advanced version. Yeah. Everybody got essentially bumped up a level on almost everything because they realized some of the people couldn't do shit against <laughs> other like, Yeah, hey, these are popular character. He can't do anything against body armor. So he just sits yeah. there rolling around in a circle. Um, all right. Uh, so yeah, she happens there, and then one of the um, the acolytes gets an, uh, the drop on them. It's Chrome, by the way. Anybody know anything about Chrome before this ain't or before they even uh, shouted him out? They gave him the rump. They gave him the rogue uh, skunk spot in his hair. So thing, yeah. no. Good, good for him, I guess. Yeah. And he doesn't even chrome up Cyclops and Wolverine. He only chromes up everybody else, like which I thought was kind of yeah. weird. Uh, well, they already, they already, already had them. Yeah, he already yeah. had them. But yeah, they put them in. What's the word that they use? They're in a transitory state, uh, statue state. Okay, got that it. Is yeah, they they put yeah. words together. That's all. And we're, we're, and uh, Magneto's like, all right, let's pull off, man. Y'all done messed up. I came down here. I wasn't trying to fight today. Y'all done messed up. I had to come down here and let's take the car back to the house <laughs> and pulls everybody back off the asteroid in. All right. And then when they get back up to Asteroid M, you know, um, like I didn't understand this. It looked like in the picture, like he got Magneto in this thing. It looked like Magneto went to get a lift. Like he's like, mm-hmm. all right, I'm going to go fight these things and let's go, <laughs> let me go get a lift in afterwards. But it must be some sort of machine, you know, since he's got all these uh, electrodes or whatever pumped into his body. And he starts to tell him this story. It's like, hey, man, your DNA is fucked up. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what happened. I was trying to heal you. Or something, man, but it, it didn't work. And it's starting to lay the groundwork for this story or whatever that comes up later. And then uh they pull this story about, you know, the protocols here, um, about the Russians shooting off their plasma grenade or plasma cannon for use later on, but we'll come back to it. All right. So then we get back to the boathouse and Charles and Moria are having this conversation. <laughs> and this is where I was talking about it's where- the only thing Moria is having. Yeah, they <laughs> know. Um, well, look, she's got a bottle. She got a whole ass bottle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <I'm not laughs> up, y'all. Um, this is where I was talking about where the art starts to go off 
or south Shit. here. Yeah, it did. Mm. I mean, you can. It's a noticeable difference uh, in terms of the clarity that was in the first part of the book and in this part. Like, it just seems again, like it just seems it's like a it's lazy. a little bit off. Yeah, it does. It just it, it very much feels like, hey man, we need to get this book out in twenty eight days. You need to get the pages done, and it just kind of goes through it. Attack so, of the assistant artist. Yeah, but it doesn't <laughs> listen assistant artists. But is that like the rappers who have people ghost ghosting for them? Um, and you know, you just don't say anything. Yeah, it's like how Ozzy Osbourne wrote his first like five albums by himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, that that uh, sounds like sarcasm to me. Yeah. It was more like um, bitter irony, I would say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they drop. Uh, he comes in. He's like, uh, "Surprise, bitches." Um, and he pulls up the whole house and takes it to space, which is kind of funny. And then Rogue, and, or excuse me, um, Forge and Banshee are holding their dicks. Like, um, I mean, honestly, seriously, like, how did y'all not know that was going to happen? Like, I mean, come on, man. He even told y'all it was going to happen, and it did wind up happening. But, uh, yeah, it was just a big, big old mess. Um, so we get there, and then it takes us into space. And then look at the art, y'all, like, for real. Like, this doesn't even, like, look at Moira's face compared to, like, some of his other up up front drawings. It's just different. It it looks unfinished. It's kind of strange, almost like a draft. But Mm. all of the art kind of looks like that in this page, though. Yeah. Oh, no. The the rest of the book compared to the first part of the book is like, oh, wait a second. This doesn't seem like it's the same damn artist. Um, But like I said, it just seems like it had to get done. And they were like, we need to get this book out on time. Um. So, yeah, so he goes over this story about this DNA and like that's happened. I know one of y'all did it. So who did it? And there, Charles is like, my name is Bennett, man. I ain't in it. Uh, and then Moyer is a little bit more quiet than that. And, you know, he's like, I know, you know, and she he pushes Charles out into space. Like, tell me who did it. Did you order the code red? Um, <laughs> he's like, you goddamn right. I did. And uh, Moyer is like, all right, I did it. And then we go back to this story, and I asked y'all today, did y'all read Defenders number 16? Uh, There's a little note there from Bob Harris, the editor-in-chief at the time, uh, about when Magneto got turned into an infant, into a baby. Anybody read Defenders 16 at some point in time in their life? I think the idea of the Defenders has always been interesting to me, but every time (laughs) I've actually tried to read a book... (laughs) This is terrible. I I, used to, I had a couple of Defender comics. Of course you did. Yeah. That's not yours. Anyway. Um, yeah, I didn't ha- I didn't go back that far. Okay. Yeah. Well, I did during lunch today. Uh during my lunch break today, I went back into Defender 16. Let's not ask wow. about what website I had to get on for that shit. <laughs> um, I was wondering. Marvel.com? Yeah, sure. Uh, it was 1979, by the way. The Defenders, yeah. yeah, the Defenders team was consisting of Doctor Strange, Hulk, Valkyrie, Valkyrie. Um, Nighthawk. It's called that nigga Blue Falcon minus Dino. Like, Nighthawk. <laughs> that is Nighthawk. That is Nighthawk. <laughs> Nighthawk. Um, I uh, I, yeah. Was there anybody else? Was Namor and Silver Surfer not? Yeah, yeah, Valkyrie was there. Namor was not a part of the team at that time. And then Charles Xavier was hanging out with them for some reason. And so yeah, Magneto and Unis, the Untouchable Man, 
Oh, God. He had created some sort of mutate, essentially, Magneto did, who had these weird powers. And the more he. Omega. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The more he used his powers, the bigger his head got, essentially. Yeah. More (laughs) sentient, essentially. And, you know, he was like, all right, well, um, once he got, you know, once he became, you know, more aware of what was going on, he's like, you know, Magneto, you bad, you know, it was like the baby in Toy Story 3. And like, man, throw a little bear into the garbage can. Like, he just got all mad and he turned like all the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants into babies. And that was it. But the way you read that shit, it wasn't like, oh, you know what? This is a crazy story later on. We're going to like, you know, turn this into some plot later on. Like, it was like, oh, okay, this is just the end of a bullshit comic in 1979. <laughs> We're going to turn like all, because the page literally ends with all the new mutants as babies, or new mutants, all the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants as little babies, like in their costumes, all huge on them and shit like that. It was pretty terrible, by the way. Just FYI. Uh, that's the defenders in a, in a nutshell, man. Yeah, it was pretty yeah. bad. Thanks for taking yeah. that hit for us. Yeah, that was You're bad. welcome. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty bad. Um, so uh, they, their story from there, I'm assuming this is completely retcon, is that, uh, like, hey, okay, so they adapted this little Magneto baby. You know, allegedly, you know, we'll get to what was going on with him. But, you know, allegedly she fooled with his DNA and got to the it's essentially like, would you, you know, nurse baby Hitler if you had the chance storyline? I mean, that's basically it. It is. I like how they I like how they they get him back. as like uncanny X-Men 04, 104, the she are intervened. Yeah. And like, you know, somebody's like, we need to have Magneto in there. And then somebody's like, oh, sir, Magneto's a baby right now. And they're like, <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's like yeah somebody's like you know how we can fix that <laughs> guess what he ain't a baby no more she exactly. did some shit what yeah. we're writing comic books shut the fuck yeah. up <laughs> no one think about this shit 30 years 40 years later I oop. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah it, it was just kind of weird there uh, I mean and Hulk was like kind of like like he was kind of smart, but he would like say how he would smash things. But then he was like, "Oh, these are my friends." Um, and then Nighthawk was use- useless. Like, useless. yeah, that's right. Yeah, I was like, "Damn, dude, you really do need Dino Mutt to be any kind of <laughs> like story, man." Uh, damn. damn, awful. Yeah, he does look like Blue Falcon. He is Blue Falcon. He, he is looks like he, he, he gets stronger at night. Uh, he. It's Batman. It's a Batman ripoff. <laughs> oh, that is terrible. That's oh, God. Great force factor, bro. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, that's, right. Right. Hey, that's, that's strike two and a half. Zoom <laughs> <laughs> mm. uh, so has brings, another power. You can go through this noted. shit if you have to. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so Lady takes Moira back where Moria has to confess essentially in front of everybody. There's another everybody staring at the camera shot, by the way. And, um, you know, so she goes over and she tells the story about how, you know, he, he was getting too powerful. So she manipulated his DNA, hoping that it would change, you know, essentially his history and, you know, of, you know, killing everybody essentially. And, um, He's like, well, that's messed up. You messed up. You know, I couldn't make my own decisions. That's that whole, like, essentially baby Hitler thing. And um, of course, you fucked that up, too. Yeah. yeah, Well, I mean, let's keep it 100. Moria be fucking up. Moria does. She do. I mean, honestly, you know, her kid was all mad. I mean, I guess she didn't have no control over that, but she did. Uh, You know, she didn't keep him locked up enough. And the kid went out and killed everybody that he could possibly kill. 
Uh, I mean, yeah, more would be fucking up. Uh, so, you know, we get into this and, you know, he goes over this whole thing and he's like, all right, well, we're going to use whatever process that you used on me. We're going to use it on the X-Men and, you know, see how they like it. You know, and don't try to lie to me that you're not going to give them, you know, Jim Jones juice powder, you know, to make them, uh, you know, do whatever. And so they dropped this little prologue in between all of that when we go out to the Sakalani Islands. I looked this up. That does actually exist. This is not Claremont on some bullshit. Those islands do actually exist uh, somewhere off the coast of Japan. And, you know, without going into everything, this is basically the birth of Omega Red. Um it sucks. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is that. Uh, yeah, the electric, uh, the EMP that Magneto let off, wind up uh, dis- not destroying, but distracting or whatever the people that were guarding his tomb or whatever. And this allowed oh. um, this this Soviet general, who's a spot, you know, a sellout, to sell like the the secrets of where he was to uh, who Matsuo Tsurasaba. Who is that? That's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one of those cats that got was involved with the Psylocke incident, I believe. But a uh, uh, hand, something with a hand. I yeah, because well, the hand do make their appearance here as well. You know, I think if you remember the um, the Mandarin episodes, wasn't he like the number two dude that was um, that the Mandarin was working through? Was it? Uh, yeah, yeah. You got me on that one. Yeah, this is, this shit is way way over my head. <laughs> I had checked out. what's the double cross double cross you know like hey we're gonna sell out cool i'm gonna give you your money oh yeah by the way we're gonna kill you i never told you how long you were gonna get to keep the money i'm gonna give it to you but we're still gonna kill you um so yeah so that's that and we get an appearance of the hand the hand suck by the way just that's just a a whole side topic the hand are just absolutely awful every time they show up they a bunch of freaking no-nothing ninjas yeah fodder that's all they are they do get Wolverine every ten or so uh, thrust. Yeah, he just be like, "Oh well, that's ten points of damage. I can take it." Yeah, I thought the um, in the Daredevil show where they were almost like zombies was a little bit of an interesting take, yeah. but they were still just fodder. Yeah. Fodder, right there. Yeah. Hey, just, like, we join this organization and get killed in three seconds. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so back on asteroid M. Uh, Xavier has been thrown into the closet, um, you know, and the X-Men show up. There's another camera stare shot. Look at the art, though. Seriously, like that is not the same uh, thing as the others. Like, just some, some are, and then some are just. Uh, well, it just seems like it's like somebody's fifth grade classes. Wolverine looks like a big. Uh, Wolverine looks like a bust. Like sitting on a shelf behind yeah, you. Exactly, yeah. He's like, you know, I like to thank my mama and Jesus Christ for getting me into the Hall of Fame. Because that looks like a Hall <laughs> of Fame. You must have about a 50 inch neck. <laughs> I mean, it's bad. Like, it's just not good. Um, and so basically, yeah, they're like, hey, you know, professor and professor's like, oh my God, thank you like, for coming to rescue me. Y'all got a plan to get the fuck up out of here? Like, no, no, we're just coming to join Magneto. But essentially, you know, they're just under the manipulation of whatever that Moira had to give them the juice to uh, whatever she gave to Magneto to manipulate him or whatever. Uh, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's the comic book stuff, man. Like, you know, completely. Every, you know, nobody's reading this being like, oh, shit, the X-Men are going to join Magneto. I mean, come on, bro. So, 
Um, then this flips to, and then this is getting to a point here where I was just like, okay, what? Because this starts to get kind of confusing. So here. I have a question. <laughs> is this actually a scene shift? I guess it is because yeah. the border changes, right? But mm. is that is it not is it not possible that this ending sequence with the X Men Blue and Professor is part of the simulation that also then we see where are the gold team is all yeah. job out. And that's what I was, what my note says too, is like, I, is this, yeah, is that this, or there was there like, we're just shifting over to the danger room and they're just watching back the tapes where yeah. they're getting their asses kicked. Like that was my interpretation of it, but it's not a hundred percent clear. Cause I can't remember how like three picks up if they're already, if they're already brainwashed or what. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. If you look through the window there with Jean and and Storm, it looks like they're looking into the danger room and seeing mm-hmm. that. But and and the acolytes are there too. So I, I I mean I don't know. It's not necessarily clear. But yeah, that's basically it. Like they're like, hey, let's run all these simulations where we go and fight these people. But they're like, hey, can we beat Cyclops' team and the acolytes and Magneto? Yeah, Storm is like, I mean, maybe we'd be good for one. At a time, but maybe not all, you know. But, but again, they gave Storm a shitty ass team. Look right, at right. Look that that team. team is weak as water. I mean, that team is awful. <laughs> they gave her a shitty team, man. Wait a minute, but they do. Wait a minute, but Colossus on that team too, right? Colossus has got to account for something. Yeah, he yeah. fights he, at excellent. He got good fighting, maybe at his time. Uh, against uh, Magneto, obviously. Right, right. He's worthless against useless. Magneto. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. and actually, if he, I mean, if you show him a girl over the age of thirteen, he might lock up too. So, <laughs> he, so he might be fucked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, so, um, yeah. can I get? Was that a line step? Yeah, I definitely. Okay, that's that Hollywood. That's what that wasn't was. that bad. Well, it was funny. I don't even care. Yeah. In defense, uh, he, Kitty Pride and Zazie, and I mean, um, Zazie's age was undetermined, but she put it on him, and he was done. So, <laughs> I'm saying, you know, maybe there could be something to it. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, this is a this is a regular ass Marvel girl at this point in time with her powers, yeah. I and mean, again. In theory, in the retcon world or whatever, you have two Omega level mutants <laughs> on this team. <laughs> but at this time, but unfortunately, one of them is the last one that got picked for the kickball team. Uh, <laughs> Damn. I'm just saying uh, that it's maybe, oh, man. I mean, maybe in modern times, um, that's something, but at this point, this team is just. Awful. They I mean, they're right. they they foresaw their own ass whooping. I mean, yeah, that's, I mean, that's pretty yeah. bad. I yeah. mean, I mean, Simulating Marvel girl whooping. couldn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, sorry, Gene, you're gonna have to become the Phoenix again, and we're all fucked. Yeah, yeah. We, everyone needs <laughs> yeah, yeah, Bitch, we trying to win. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's just bad. And so, um, Nick Fury shows up on the cell phone communications for Forge or whatever. They would be friends, by the way. I got some. They would. They both voted for Trump. They definitely (laughs) voted for Trump. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. Um, Yeah. And uh, uh, it's like he uh, might have added a pouch or two since he's last. Jesus Christ. 
for his MAGA hate. Yeah, um, yeah. It, well, since we're playing that game or whatever, uh, Warren voted for Trump to Worthington. I mean, maybe our oh, game, yeah. but Warren Worthington definitely did. Oh, yeah. Right, he, of course. Yeah, and Banshee probably did too. The whole fucking MAGA. Banshee can't vote. <laughs> yeah, oh, is he an American citizen? I don't think so. I don't I think don't so. Think he can't so. vote. No. Hey, he could be naturalized. He he probably voted, man. Professor oh, Alex probably voted for Trump. Shit. Yeah, that's probably. Yeah, damn. Well, I don't know. Had a little right. money. So yeah, basically he's like, hey man, look, y'all better get out there before the the Soviets blow the whole world up. Shit, they got a Death Star. Um, <laughs> that, that blows up planets. Uh, so before you know they get to Alderaan, y'all might want to get up there and do something on Asteroid M before it get everything gets blown up. Um, and so we get the look to camera scene where Storm, you know, is like, hey, you know, we got to go up there and fight, and you gotta go win the whole fucking thing, you know, for <laughs> Major League, man. And um, you know, but look at that team, golly, they suck. Hey, I mean, they suck. And God. think about, like, spoiler alert, their first recruit is Bishop. <laughs> <laughs> so they go from this team to this team plus Bishop. Yeah. yeah no offensive capabilities whatsoever. Yeah, Bishop I mean, their, black their best Trump. quality might be their hair. Yeah. yeah. Man, Bishop was a blacks for Trump character, by mm. the way. So yeah. he voted for Trump, too. Fuck that, man. Anyway, but yeah, it's just he not allowed a, to vote in, yeah, in the future. Yeah. So it's it's just a mess. It's just a mess. And and Ice Ice Cube, wow, he voted for Trump too. Ice Man called it, and he's like, "Hey, we're about to get cream." He's like, "Yeah, um, that's it. So we're still gonna go, and we're gonna go fight, and you know, and that's it." And again, it's to be concluded. And this is something that I did approve or not approve, but I do like about these older comic books. Is like, you know, there were stories that started within stories and then it ended. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't like this big open ended thing where you had to wait, you know, seven, eight, 12 issues for the shit to end. It was just like, you know what? Tell this story in like a couple of books and then move on to a different story. You know, I mean, this would be a 12 part crossover with tie ins across the Marvel Universe <laughs> in modern times. 12 part, yeah. And eight of them are fluff issues. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was Shit. like, you know, we're going to tell this story about Magneto coming back. We're going to do it in three issues, one, hey. like a book and a half and everybody else on regular books and then, uh, you know, regular size issues. And that's it. Yeah. You know what? Different... There's no Spider-Man or Deadpool slip-ins either. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I mean, the biggest feature is Nick Fury, white Nick Fury, by the way. And that's it. You know, I mean, yeah. that's, it's pretty impressive in that regard. And I think, you know, that's something that just modern comics have just completely lost because they're going to tell this story forever. And I was uh, trying to catch up on some of my modern reading too. And I was reading that X-Force book that came out of Dawn of X and they're still telling essentially a version of the same story. They're on book like 12. I'm like, Good grief. I can't anymore, man. Like I just like, it's just too much, you know, again, there's not that much reading attached to it, but still, no, I don't know. All right, y'all, but that's issue two of uh the x-men from 1991 what did y'all think looking back it kind of feels like filler but not because a lot is actually happening in the book Uh, i think you know as as it concludes it does have more of a purpose um i said i ain't seen that book in 20 some years easy Mm -hmm. 
They are laying the plot though for when Magneto does come back in issues 24, 25, or well, it actually comes back in the other book and it concludes in 25. I mean, they're laying the, the groundwork for that, uh, the Magneto protocols, which is a huge issue at that point in time, brother. Yeah. Yeah. The government intervention in this whole thing is, is a big part of the story. Um, and the international response. Um, I feel like they could have, I don't know, the, the acolytes are start off on some pretty shaky footing. I mean, like we talked about how we didn't exactly know who they were, but, mm. you know, given Magneto, his crew, you know, he hasn't had one for a while. So, I mean, the biggest part of this is, is getting Magneto back as a villain after, yeah. you know, a long time of being sort of a tweener uh, wrestling term, I think. Fuck you, Hulk Hogan. Um, but yeah, and I, I do, what I do like about this is you do, as sorry as they are, you start to draw the gold team back into it and figure mm-hmm. out kind of what this new dynamic of the book is. Um, and, you know, it's got, you like you said, it is a class, you know, it is a sort of a bounded story, but in true Claremont uh, fashion, we get a couple panels where we're setting up the next story and it's got that yeah. sort of continuity. Way ahead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So she doesn't get to. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's, I still think, you know, this is what, I think I'm, you know, kind of more comfortable with as far as a comic book of, you know, just you know, a story with the classic kind of characteristics of all the, all the, all the folks. And just, yeah, it's, it, it's not as, didn't get me as hyped as the first one, but you know, it's a solid continuation. Yeah. No, I, I think what, what they knew in 1991 is something that I think they still struggle with now Sandman is that like, Hey, these are the characters that we care about that people care about. And I know they can become stale. I mean, again, the the freaking crossovers between wrestling and comic books is really, really there sometimes. I'm like, you know what? Damn, man, I'm tired of seeing Hulk Hogan matches. Fuck him. I'm tired of seeing Ric Flair do the same shit in every single match, like for 20 years. But years. when you give us mm-hmm. the Renegade, when you give us uh, fuck, what's that dude that was the Mortal Kombat character? Like when you try to make new stars, but you don't put in what was his name? Sub Zero? No, Mortis. No, Mortis was his foe. Glacier. Uh, Glacier. 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 Oh, yeah, Glacier. <laughs> when you give us like all these people Glacier. that nobody cares about. So when you give us, you know, Rock Slide and uh, Glob, and you get like, I mean, again, somebody obviously must like these characters as they keep showing up, but it is definitely not me, you, and us. Um, and that's why I'm always confused. Like, why do y'all keep pushing these dudes wrestling term? Fuck Hulk Hogan. Why do y'all keep pushing these people when you know most people still want to see freaking Hogan come down there? Fuck him. They come down the aisle and rip his shirt off. Like, seriously, y'all tell me like they this is I think they discovered like, hey, man, these are the people that they care about. Let's push them. And like, stop doing that. And then I think it got to a point where like, oh, man, we got to make new stars or whatever. But. Nobody cares about these people. Like, well, I I think in another way too is like, to me, one of the distinguishing things about the Avengers is the fact that they do have a rotating lineup. Mm. But every book doesn't have to be that way. Like, yeah. it's not an event when there's a new X Men team. It just happens to be those are the people that are in the story. And I think that could be, you know. At this point, now they have formal teams and things like that, and so any change would be significant. But it still could be, yeah, there's like 50 people at the school, and this particular part of the story only involves them. But that doesn't mean you have to, like, reform it as a team and relaunch the book. Yeah. To me, yeah. that's a characteristic of the Avengers. 
and at this point in the X-Men lore, they're really not, they, they, you know, that's not really what they do. And they have had more of a, yeah. a kind of natural evolution as people have come and go. And in a lot of those cases, they didn't necessarily leave the book. They just weren't on the team um, other than when they fleshed them out to make other team books. So it definitely has now got to the point where it's like, well, who's on the X-Men team? Yeah. It's, you know, it, mm-hmm. the, the, the whole team, idea of the, the X-Men team? as a team, mm-hmm. even though they reinforce it so strongly, it's it should be more the case that it's like they're all part of the same school and it's just there's a, whatever set of them is doing whatever they're doing at the time. They fucked up when they got to that point where they were like, "Oh man, yeah, there's um, there's this that, yeah, well, it was all, yeah, like, but then it doesn't become special. Like a part of them being special and homo superior was that there weren't that many of them, and yeah. um, you know, that made them like you know more special. But then once you made like, oh, there's 15 million mutants, and you know, I mean, who in the world could have 15 million people with 15 essentially different power you know what i mean like it was like come on man and then you just kept doing that it's hutch I, I always liken it to the fact it was like hey man we didn't need to know about zion in the matrix we didn't need to see that shit <laughs> we didn't need to see none of that stuff like it once you once it, you peeled back the layers of that onion and you saw how stinky it was it, it was better <laughs> as a as, in your own mind as, a, yeah. as you once you saw it there's a bunch of young people dancing well, no wonder we're fucked. <laughs> oh, the dance orgy, you mean? Yeah, yeah right, right. No wonder the, we're fucked as a human society. Tonight we rise. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I just, I, I yeah, I, I just, I always come back to that. I was like, man, you know what? And again, it's probably because we grew up with these characters or whatever. But I, I just don't understand why they continually try to put. I mean, again, I see younger people on Twitter. They, you know, they love freaking. X twenty three, but we didn't grow up on her, you know. X twenty three is awful. Yeah, yeah. what Honey it's... Badger and like all these other people that we didn't grow up on, you know. We weren't even read, not even not not even grow up. We weren't even reading the books then. And so whenever <laughs> those people became popular, it was like you know, wrestling when I was in college. I didn't see a minute of that shit. So times that times ten, I didn't read any of those comic books where those people became popular. So why do I even care about you know? And they're all gonna die anyway. You know that's coming yeah. too. Well, but now they can they bring them all back. Now we're about they to bring them all back again from Katoa. So yeah, yeah it is comic books. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking bullshit. All right, all right. So that's issue two, y'all. Uh, thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle, all around. Sandman. I mean, as comic books go, this is about as comic booky as it gets. It's action <laughs> from literally from the first page ah. to the last, pretty much. Yeah. So I give it a thumbs up. It's got the same Claremont overcrowding, bring the thesaurus issues you always got mm. with his books. But, you know, uh, yeah, I, I agree with Beavis. It was not as, quite as good as the first issue, but uh, it's still, I would still give it a thumbs up. Yeah. Hutch. Wolverine didn't get one good attack in the whole Yeah, book, I mean, he was great. I don't even think he got a line of dialogue. He was there no posing a lot. He was gone. Yeah. Um, robots. Was, compared to the other shit we've been reading, this is a big thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. man. But you got it in the in the frame of what it is. It was better than Defenders, whatever. Um, I read it lunch. I, I, I assure you of woo. that. They they fought Doctor Egghead in the Defenders, man. I don't want to <laughs> think about it. It was bad. The only thing I'm. 
only thing I remember about Defenders is they had probably one of the baddest ass covers I've ever seen. I, I bet Hutch knows the one I'm talking about. Uh, yes, I do. And, uh, yes. And I had a whole bunch of them where somebody had a whole bunch with Moon Dragon on there, which yeah. is oh, one of the worst char- characters of all time. Moon Dragon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, That's an awful know, character. Yeah. Uh, and related, but not also reading the defenders is like reading the invaders. It's just like, well, it seems like it's a good idea. Until Wait you a minute. I, I had the invaders too. <laughs> <laughs> Your camera muted you. Uh, <laughs> Brother Beavis, before he gets unbubbed there, thumbs up. Thumbs yeah, I would, I, I would thinking about all the other books that are. <laughs> I'm sure you did. <laughs> Thinking of all the times I've said thumbs in the middle, this is, I uh, think, like Big Hutch said and, and Sam Mambo said, like, this is way better than all the sorry books we read, even yeah. if it's not as good as the last one. So, yeah, they've got to go thumbs up. Yeah, yeah I give it a you. thumbs up. I give it a thumbs up. At the conclusion, I mean, you know, spoiling 20 plus years of freaking comic books or whatever, the conclusion makes comic book sense. You know, once we get through issue three next week, I mean, it makes comic book sense. Um, so, you know, I'm fine with it. So it, yeah, it's good stuff. But again, it's really like a prelude to like the worst middle chapters of a book that you could possibly read because the next <laughs> shit, 22, six issues or so. I have no memory of those next issues. Man, there's a reason memories of them. They're bad. Yeah. There's a reason I got memories of them. Yeah. Yeah. And, Gene, uh, and- it's, Gene created some psychic circuit breakers in your mind to prevent you from accessing those memories. That's why. Well, well, thank her. Books. They look good, though. I mean, they look great, but oh, the yeah. body yeah. shit awful. Yeah. If you're a big Omega Red fan, you are definitely going to be upset about this podcast. <laughs> he, he's over here. Omega Red fans. Oh, he's here. So we'll start to wrap this up, y'all. Uh, remember, you'll be able to find this podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Um, Spotify, iHeartRadio, rate, review, subscribe. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel if you're watching these on here. The numbers indicate that few of you are. So that's fine, too. Um, yeah, so, you know, do that. We'll be back with issue three. Uh, hopefully, there's democracy after tomorrow. Um, we're not really sure. <laughs> so we're, we're assuming that there may be some version of democracy left uh, after the election tomorrow. If you haven't done out and voted yet, I don't know what you're waiting on, but go out and vote tomorrow. And you know, if you waited this long, don't vote now. Yeah, at this point, yeah, don't send in a mail in ballot. Uh, and um, yeah, you know, got to do what you got to do. And we'll we'll be on the other side of this, you know, uh, next week, you know, getting through issue three of the X-Men from 91. Who was the president in 91? Bush Jr.? Bush the first. Uh, yes. Yeah. Bush or no, yeah, second. No, Daddy Bush. 91? Yeah, Bush the first. Yeah, yeah it would have been. Yeah. yeah, Reagan is 8088 and Hawks don't get fired. Omega Red is the best. Can't even keep a straight face. That's a mic, dude. All right, we'll see everybody on the other side. Peace. Peace.